First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long fucking time, and I've been working on it for a while. Hello, podcasters. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your girl, Alexia Stefano, and you, my friends, are listening to I Don't Care the Podcast. I can't remember if I already said the name of the podcast. If you are watching, I am wearing glasses, sunglasses, inside on a winter day. What? Why? Because I feel cool. I feel cool. I feel fun. When I put them up on top of my head, I feel like Samantha from 50, not 50 Shades of Grey, from Sex in the City. She always wore her hair like this and her glasses up like this. But when I put them down, I feel fun and cool like Emma Chamberlain. And I'm in all black. And because I don't let my skin tan anymore, I'm as wet as wet can get. But I'm here for it. Like it's, I know tan lines are like a thing that people like. I love, now hear me out, healthy skin. (laughs) I love, and I know it's delusional, healthy skin. What? You can't see age spots on me? No. You can't see hyperpigmentation on me? No. You can't see melasma? No. Why? Because I wear sunscreen and I protect my skin from the sun. Crazy. Delusional. I'm a weirdo, I know. But one day, when I'm old, and I am sexier than everyone else, you're going to be like, damn, I know Alexia was annoying about wearing sunscreen and the proper use of retinol and everything that she's ever said, exfoliating, what's good, what's bad, medical grade products, you are going to regret ignoring my advice. Now I know I'm 20 and you're like, how could a 20 year old have advice? It's not that this advice that I'm giving is original. And also since I'm on the topic of skincare, I have a bone to fucking pick. So I have been saying what I've been saying, I have been educating, I have been using everything that I have been saying for the past four and a half, five years. And TikTok comes along and is like, well, you guys should be doing all these things. And now it's popular and it's um, a trend to wear sunscreen, and it's a trend to use retinol, and it's a trend to use hyaluronic acid and niacinamide and to know what these things are, and AHAs, BHEs, glycolic acid. Like, now it's a trend to know things about skincare, and it really fucking pisses me off because when I started, and when I when I was the one educating and saying all these things, I was fucking reading books, guys. I was reading books about this stuff. I wasn't going on TikTok learning about it. I was reading books. I was talking to medical professionals, a medical esthetician. I was not on TikTok getting all my information from TikTok. I was educating myself. I was going to become a medical esthetician. I... Like, 
it just annoys me because now it's a trend. And I'm not saying I'm a trend starter. I'm saying I'm a trend hater. I hate this trend personally because I just feel like I have been right about this for so long and now people think it's cool. And the worst part about all of it is people are talking big talk about retinol. That's like my biggest thing with my point that I'm about to say. People are talking a big talk about retinol and then using the shittiest retinols. If you are going to advise people use retinol, if you are going to advise people take good care of their skin, medical grade skincare should be a part of that conversation. You cannot tell people to get on a retinol and then just say, try the first aid beauty one or try the drunk elephant one. Are we, like at some point, you have to realize that you are contradicting what you are saying. Worry about your skin. Use this product that is a retinol, which is the holy grail of your skin, which is a product that really just, it's an exfoliant, retin-A, tranexam, no, tra not tranexamic acid, uh, trentinol, different forms of retinol. And yet, use a fucking one from Sephora? Like, come on. If you are going to tell people all the benefits of retinol, why they should be using it, then it should come with a two-parter. And the first one should be go see a medical professional. Make sure it is good for you and your skin. And then use a medical grade one. I don't know, like... Just sometimes the things that I do become trends. And again, I'm not saying I'm a trend starty, start, starty, starter. I'm just saying that it's annoying that I put in all the fucking hard work. That I do things. And then TikTok just does it too. Like, you have to understand. I was reading chapter books. And the things that I was reading in these chapter books, you can watch a 30 second video on TikTok and get the same information now. Not saying that had I had that option, I would have watched the videos. No, because I was reading books written by dermatologists, not watching a video about someone who went to see a dermatologist once and then reciting what the dermatologist told them is good for them. I don't know. I just... If you can't afford medical grade skincare, which guys, I can't even do, but I do it anyway, I totally understand. That's a different story. Not, I'm not saying everyone has to use medical grade. I'm just saying you can't be a true representative of good skin, positive skin health, and recommend people use Drunk Elephant. Like, you just have to realize that's delusional. And to promote good skin health is to promote medical grade skincare and seeing medical professionals to analyze your skin. Now here, let me tell you this. Almost everywhere you can get a free consultation. 
15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. That's it. Go in to your free consultation and ask them what products, what routine would you recommend for me and my skin and go about there. I don't know. There's just so much misinformation about skincare. There's so many people who claim they know everything and they don't. And I'm not claiming I know everything. I certainly don't. But what I do know is what is best for me and my skin. And what I can rely on are the medical professionals that I go to. And so the knowledge that I share is knowledge that I fact check, is knowledge that I am so confident in, and I just don't feel that to be the same with TikTok girlies, I or people in general. I think TikTok is a culture of hearing something, making your own video, saying the exact same thing. And that is what I think. Okay, let's get into our listen bitch affirmation. Now, I know people tend to skip these parts, but let's see, maybe today's at least stay for the card read, and if the card read is lame, then just skip to the good parts. Okay, I am shuffling the cards here. And I, can we appreciate that I do look good today? All black. I'm not really an all black kind of person, but I was in an all black mood. Okay, listen, bitch. You can either worry or believe in yourself. Getch was... Getch. Guess which one is... Okay. <clears throat> Take two. Listen, bitch. You can either worry or believe in yourself. Getch which... Oh my god! Why can't I say this? Listen, bitch. You can either worry or believe in yourself. Guess which one feels better. Guess which one feels better? Well, I know I talk about this a lot, but confidence within yourself, actually, so I teach acting to, hey, let me promote it. I teach acting. One-on-one uh, -on -one sessions I teach uh, predominantly for kids because that's what I'm more comfortable teaching. Um, and one of my lessons, or just something that I emphasize over and over again, is the importance to be confident. But if you can't be confident right now, fake the confidence. And usually that gets some giggles from people because, you know, that's not usually something that you get told, is fake being confident. Um, and I'm not referring to their acting. When I say be confident, fake it in a scene, that's not what I'm saying. I ask questions. I ask so many questions when I am teaching because I understand the scripts. Um, as much as I, hey Luna, let's not do that, okay? Ah! I understand the scripts. I am here to teach them script analysis, which is analyzing what is not on the script, but information that helps propel the scene forward. Information that you should know, regardless of if it's written on the page or not. So I ask so many questions, and I say there are no wrong answers. But I need to believe what you're saying. And so I'll ask 
you know, what is your goal in the scene? Luna, you want to jump up? Jump! There we go. Luna came to sit and join us. So I'll ask that. What's your goal in the scene? And again, I say there is no right or wrong answer. So they'll say something, um, I think like the goal would be that like Jennifer wants to go out with Doug. And I'd be like, no, that's not right. And I go again, there's no wrong answers, but I need confidence. Say it again. Um, Jennifer wants to go out with Doug. Okay, closer. Change how you say it. I want to go out with Doug. There we go. Perfect. That's what I want to hear. I want confidence, but I also want you to be the character. So, I want to be with Doug. In this scene, I want to be with Doug. I want to be with Doug. I want to be with Doug. I want confidence. And do you hear the difference between, I think, like, Jennifer maybe wants to, like, I think, be with Doug. I want to be with Doug. There's a difference. When you know what you want in acting, in your scene, you know at the end whether you got it or not. And you know whether or not, based on that result, how you're meant to feel. Real life is very similar. Every day we have goals in life. We have dreams and aspirations and small daily tasks that we want to achieve. So, yes, every day we have things that we want to achieve and goals that we want to work towards. And we need to know confidently what they are to be able to achieve them the way we want to achieve them. So fake that fucking confidence. If you don't know 100% what you want, how you're going to get it, if you believe in yourself, fake it. Fake it. Because to believe in yourself, even if you are faking it, is going to lead you to a much happier life than worrying all the time. Now, I worry about myself constantly. How I look, how I say things, um, things I wish I could change, my voice, for example. And I also believe in myself, and I also am confident. So there are, there is a reality where two can coincide. But, the thing is, is the confidence overweighs my worry. Day-to-day -day is different. But your confidence should overweigh your worry. Fake it. Fake it. If you don't truly believe that you are worthy or that you can or that you should or that you are, whatever the fuck, fake it. Because one day you're going to Forget that you are faking it because it's going to become real. There's going to be a blurry line of, I was faking it, but now it feels real. And so that's what I want from you is to fake it till you make it. Okay, that was my listen bitch affirmation for you. Um, I cannot believe that we are running through them. I took my cool girl glasses off my head because I don't want my hair to like 
permanently get stuck in that position. It is so nice. I washed it and then I blue dry it. It feels so good and so soft. Nothing better than a than a hair washing day. <sighs> okay, so the Oscars. The Oscars? The Oscars. The Oscars. The Grammys. The Oscars. One of them was last night. And we are just going to read over the winners. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but I saw, well, um, Jay-Z, his, like, speech. It was giving Kanye, but more acceptable. Like, it was giving, it was giving Why the Fuck Didn't My Wife Beyonce Win, win Album of the Year again. She was robbed. He said, how can she have the most Grammy wins in history and yet not win album of the year once? And one thing about Beyonce that I actually really love about her artistry and maybe she's like the only one to do it? No, I wouldn't say the only one to do it. But she's not mainstream in the sense of her music is not on the radio anymore. Like, her music never makes it to the radio anymore. And yet, she is one of the most successful artists in the world. Constantly. She's had a very long career. And she stays the queen of it. And that, to me, is just like, if that doesn't prove how hard she works and how amazing she is, then I don't know what does. Okay, let's see. Grammy nominee, Grammy winners. Let's see. Album of the Year, Midnights by Taylor Swift. Um... New artist, Victoria Monet. I'm very happy about that. Uh, I was actually blessed to see Victoria Monet open for Ariana Grande for her last tour, the Thank You Next tour. And it was everything. It was everything. Let me give you motivation. <laughs> um, Song of the Year, What Was I Made For, Billie Eilish and Phineas. Rap album, Michael by Killer Mike. Literally no idea. Best record, Flowers, Miley Cyrus. That was her first ever Grammy win. Period. Uh, rap song, Scientists and Engineers by Future. Again, didn't hear it. Barbie World was a rap song? I'm bad like a Barbie. Um, pop duo, Ghost in the Machine, SZA and Phoebe Bridgers. Grammy Award for Best African Music Performance goes to Tyla for Water. Music video, I'm Only Sleeping, The Beatles. Pop solo performance, Flowers, Miley Cyrus. Oh my gosh, she won too, aw. Global music performance, Pashto. Pashto. Pop vocal out, no way. Pop vocal album goes to Taylor Swift, Midnight's, up against Olivia Rodrigo, Miley Cyrus, Kelly Clarkson, and Ed Sheeran. That pisses me off. 
that pisses me off. I have to actually take a moment. I appreciate Taylor Swift's career. I don't believe vocally that she is incredibly gifted. Now, she's gifted because I can't sing. Let me try. I can buy myself flowers. It's not good, right? Taylor Swift can sing. However, she should not win up against Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Vocally, vocally, Taylor Swift is similar grounds as Jennifer Lopez, Selena Gomez, um, Rihanna. Like, not great. Bottom of the barrel for female singers. Bottom of the barrel. So I just cannot believe a bottom of the barrel singer overtook beat Kelly fucking Clarkson who is up there with Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Tina Turner, Ariana Grande. I understand Taylor Swift is more famous right now and had more success on her album. However, she did not deserve that Grammy win specifically for vocal of vocal album. I mean, that just, that blows my mind beyond belief. And Ed Sheeran uh, was on there. Olivia Rodrigo was on there. Miley Cyrus. I mean, those are phenomenal singers. And again, I don't mean to be mean to Taylor Swift. It's just the competition in that category is, um, they're on... They're on. They're the top tier of singers, and unfortunately, Taylor Swift just isn't. I'm not saying she's bad. I want to emphasize that, but I think we can all come together and agree. Vocally, Taylor Swift does not compare nor match to Kelly Clarkson. Just that's just a blatant statement. That's just a fact that we can all agree on, no matter if you are Taylor Swift's biggest fan, you should be able to recognize that she's just not as vocally gifted as Kelly Clarkson. So this just feels robbed. Uh, this feels robbed. So an irrational fear is sort of like an unnecessary fear. A fear of something that is stupid, essentially. So a rational fear is spiders. Heights, snakes, planes, the ocean. An irrational fear would be an umbrella, a chair, whiteboard markers, water, like drinking water, um, the lights, uh, snapping. Like, those are irrational fears, something that won't hurt you but you're afraid. And so my biggest irrational fear, now I'm gonna try to control myself because when I think about this, uh, my body stops functioning, um, I become deathly afraid, uh, the visualizations in my brain, 
hurt me uh, so I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna try my, my best here to be okay but my most irrational fear razors 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 shaving razors yeah I said it now if you don't have an irrational fear of, of razors I, I'm afraid I might persuade you to have one and that my friends is because in my brain there's pictures going on all the time I dream all the time my my brain is a busy place and I visualize a lot and so sometimes I'll be visualizing something completely random a day I had a dream I had whatever it may be and then razor and when I visualize the razors I visualize sometimes myself in the shower this is hard for me to talk about because I have to like go through it and the razor falls Ugh. and it falls on my oh my god you guys this is so hard it falls on my toenail and rips my toenail off okay I'm so uncomfortable or I drop it and it it, it rips a chunk of my leg off as it's falling to the floor. Okay? Okay? Mm -hmm. It rips off my tattoos. Okay? Okay? Oh my god! The worst part is the razor cutting off my eyeballs. How? How did my imagination create this fear I don't know it doesn't make sense but I am deathly afraid of a razor cutting off my eyeballs and so when I close my eyes sometimes that's all I see and I have to physically push away or like open and close my eyes and like shake until I can get rid of the thought because it's so intimidating, it's so infuriating. It, <sighs> That's my biggest irrational fear. And it also feels completely rational. It, it does, like I know deep down, the logical side of me knows it's irrational. I know it, but the the fear in me, the the place of concern, the place of fear, feels like it is a totally rational, rational fear. In fact, I have, I have, my aunt had, has tattoos on her toes. And she once dropped the razor on her toe. My big fear. I cut off her tattoo. She cut off her tattoo. It was a little flower. I can't even tell you how that worsened this fear. Because up until that point, I was like, I'm a little delusional. I'm a bit out of my mind. And then she just confirmed the worst thing possible to actually happen. 
Now I cut myself all the time when I when I shave. I've gotten much better at it because you know, I know my body a little bit more. I know the spots that tend to rip skin easily. But it's just traumatizing. And the fact that a razor is a thing I use all the time. You know, I'm always shaving my armpits and my legs and whatnot. It is not a thing that I just see every once in a while. Like, it is a full tool that I use all the time. And so I am just shocked. I'm just shocked that I got here. That I have this fear. That I, that I am traumatized from something that's only happened to me, happened to me in my head. My poor eyeballs. Like, I don't even want to be so graphic with you guys because I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I have to think about it. But it's terrible. And I need to move on. And I believe the next thing of mine that, that bothers me is bugs crawling into my ears. Any, any creature, any fluff even, just any, anything going into any of my holes. Yeah, any of my holes. So what do I do every night? I cover my ear holes. How? With my hair, with a bandana, with the pillows, with my arms. I don't care what. But my ears are never to be exposed because, God forbid, a, a spider falls from the sky into my ear. God forbid there was a worm anywhere near me or a fly, a fruit fly, I, I don't care what it is. If it's going up my nose, in my ears, in my mouth, my eyes, any hole, it's not welcome. And to me, again, that feels completely rational. That feels like such a rational fear to fear insects crawling inside your ears. But I believe that to be an, to be an, to be a, oh my god, I can't speak, <sighs> to be irrational. My leg is twitching because I am just hungry and unwell speaking about these things. It's just, ugh. And I think many people have those fears of things crawling inside their ears or, again, any other hole. Again, this was a fear that I had always. This is a fear that I always had, okay? And then on Victorious, Cat Valentine has a friend who brought his sister's pet butterfly to school because he had to babysit him. And unfortunately, Cat Valentine got too close that the butterfly flew out of its little cage and then into her ear. And she tried everything to get it out. And she would be normal, and then she'd start screaming because it started to flap its wings. And she even put a, a fucking banana into her ear to try to get it out because butterflies like bananas. And so that traumatized me further. Um, because I was like, well, fuck. 
It really can happen. It, uh, I just don't even know what to say because it's just so terrifying. Something that isn't specifically my irrational fear, but is something that does make me nervous and can be people's irrational fear is toasters and the popping sound. Like, you ever be hanging out beside the toaster and there's a toast in there or a bagel or something that you're waiting for and you're kind of scared because at any moment it's gonna pop? Yeah, irrational fear. Not mine, but one that I think people might have. And it is something, it's like the jack-in-the-box. It does make you nervous. You're like, oh my god, when's it gonna pop? When's it gonna pop? But some people are like, when's it gonna pop? And they're scared. Now I haven't met those people, but I just know they exist. Right? They just have to. And I guess the jack-in-the-box would be a part of that. Same things with balloons. Um, the fear of a balloon popping, that is irrational, but again, to me, completely rational, because balloons are scary. I once had a balloon pop in my face. Why? How, you might ask? Well, <laughs> I decided to blow up a balloon and watch TV at the same time. And I'm not the best multitasker, so I forgot that I was blowing up the balloon and I just popped it in my face. I blew it up too big and big pop in my face and it hurt, it hit me, it hurt and I wasn't happy about it. Okay, this is gonna be a shorter episode because I'm running out of uh, things to say and I don't want to try to make the episode bad by talking longer so it'll be shorter and I'm just gonna say the points. Um, this is Hewatts and it's raccoons. And I don't personally have this fear and I guess it's, it's what makes it irrational to her. But she says she's just scared of them. They're scary. She said she was high the first time she saw one and then she saw a bunch climbing up a tree and she was like, yeah, those fucking scary. And I have respect to that because my biggest rational fear is a fucking razor. And hers is a raccoon that, that carries a disease and can attack you. And mine is plastic. So that says a lot about me. Um, there was one run-in that I had with a raccoon two years ago now, and it was when Luna was three or four months old. And so she didn't fully realize that she could bark yet. Like, she was still trying to figure out her barking, and she had pooped. So I turned around, and I was picking up her poop. And then I turned back around, and I noticed she's just, like, staring at something. And so I follow her eye gaze, and five feet away from us is a raccoon staring back at us and I go into mommy mode 
At that point, Luna was so tiny, this raccoon could have eaten her in one go. I pick up my baby and I run up the stairs. My heart is racing because it was a near-death experience. And I, I'm like, Luna, my love, this is like the moment when you would have needed to bark to let me know, like, God forbid something happened. Like, I had a little discussion with her. And because I did that, now she just barks at everything. A bird? Bark. A noise? Bark. This dog. Okay, moving on to the next. The big free fall, oh. <laughs> there's a huge tree in my neighbor's house. Not in my neighbor's house, in their backyard. And it is massive. And for my whole life, I have always feared this tree falling onto our house, squashing us and killing us, bringing bugs everywhere and starting a fire. Like, oh my God, imagine. The tree falls on my house, squishes me a little bit, but not, not too much where like I can't move. Bugs are everywhere, crawling on me, in my ears, up my nose, up my mouth, oh my god, they're everywhere. A fire is beginning and I'm having to run out, okay, because I'm the hero. And I go into my mom's room and I scoop her up. And what do I do? I bring her outside. And what else do I do? I come back in. I run downstairs. I scoop up my brother and I bring him out. And of course, Luna was the first one out of the out of the house. Like, I don't plan when it comes to my dog. Her safety is number one priority. And bugs everywhere. Bugs everywhere on me. There's a fire. There's a tree in my house. Everything is gone and there are bugs on me and I don't even have a shower to shower in anymore. And they're in my ears. And then, and then imagine a raccoon pulls up because it was in the tree. It's very plausible. Like that's the thing is I sound crazy, but that is actually a thing. It's a very, 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 very old tree. And when we have windy days, which is... In Vancouver, we have lots of windy days, and when they're windy, it's windy. And my neighbor had a, tr a big tree branch fall into their kitchen once. So it's a very possible thing that could happen. Maybe not the entire tree falling over, but branches or parts of it, or yeah, maybe the whole tree falls over. And it really is a thing that could just kill us immediately, and that petrifies me, naturally. I don't want to be sleeping in my bed and then die from a tree. Not to mention, it really does keep me up at night when it's windy. When I hear the wind, uh, it actually brings tears to my eyes sometimes because I, that is how afraid I am of that tree falling. That I can't sleep, that my heart is racing and I'm, and I, I'm having like a fear attack. Because all I can do is plan all the exits and just hope that the fire doesn't start immediately and that we don't die immediately. That's no way that a girl should have to live. Right? Like, I should be able to sleep soundly. So when it is, Wendy, what I have to do is put some music on, um or turn on like the heater or air conditioning because that drowns out the sound usually and then I'm able to fall back asleep.
but I cannot sleep if I hear the sounds of heavy wind because I'm just too scared um, of something bad happening to the tree onto my house. Those are my irrational fears that, again, because they are mine, feel so rational. I have a, I guess, an irrational fear of, like, poking myself, losing my eyeballs just ever, but, like, poking myself with an umbrella in the eye, that's scary. I don't actually use umbrellas often, even though I have one, and when it pours, I bring it with me. I still don't use it because I don't like them. I don't like that I have to hold it. This would be a great time to be a Kardashian and have an umbrella holder human for me. Yeah. When I'm famous, that I'm investing in one of those people. For Vancouver. For LA, I can handle it. Once a year, I can handle it. But if I'm coming to Vancouver, I am bringing an umbrella holding person for me. I'm going to know their name and I'm going to treat them with respect. And I'm going to give them gloves because I don't want their gloves to hurt and... I want them to like be fully rain equipped. I don't want them to get wet either. And we're gonna have a conversation, but they will be holding my umbrella for me. Hell, we can even go under the same umbrella. I don't care. But I just don't want to be the one to hold it. Cause it's a little it's a little not my my thing. It's not what I wanna do at all. Okay, so that was the irrational fears. That was my skincare rant. And my rant about Taylor Swift winning our um, fucking vocals of the year. It's just insane. Last week I talked about the perspectives of dating through a female's gaze. And it's one that I recommend for everyone because it was good, but also because it's factual. And if you need to be educated, go educate yourself. If you're lonely, go listen to it. Um, yeah, I had some people message me kind of, you know, like, yeah, but what about this? Or, like, but what can I do because I'm short? I guess I'm just going to have to make a part two. Because for the short thing, we're going to have to figure that out. Because you're not alone. Many people feel too short to date men. But you just need to... You're looking for the wrong girls then. You're looking for the wrong girls. Because I'm, I'm five feet tall. So personally, I want someone at least five, six, five, seven. And, and I'm happy with that. Because that's still six, seven, you know, inches taller than me. But you're not my best friend or my mom's height. Like, you're not 5'5". Five five. Uh, you know, which is my best friend and my mom's height. So I don't want you on that level because I don't feel... S the thing is, is I feel... I feel much shorter than he was. And yet I feel almost the same height as my mom. And they're both 5'5". Five five. So... Maybe they're not both 5'5 five five then. Huh. Alright, well I don't have anything else to say and I don't want to waste any of our time, so 
Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a fantabulous rest of your week. Um, feel confident. Fake it. Be your fucking self. Bye, bitches. Wow.